Good evening, everyone, and welcome. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have... Caitlin playing Fable Frost, the Ace Genasi Phoenix All Sorcerer. I'm Megan. I'm playing Sarad Landir, the Eladrin Glamourbard. I'm Eric, and I'm playing Sarak, the Arakakra Horizon Walker Ranger. Howdy, y'all. I'm Maz. I'm playing Talroth Oakenblade, the slightly singed Wood Elf Scout. <laughs> All right. So before we get into tonight's adventure, real quick, a couple of announcements. Uh, first and foremost, Caitlin, you want to tell us about Norse Foundry? In fact, I do. I'm prepared with my massive fucking boulder to show off that has saved me many, many times. Uh, Norse Foundry is our official dice sponsor for this show for Disasters and Danger. They make metal and gemstone dice galore. They are galorgeous. And this will dent your table or your enemies. Uh, you can use our discount code REPRPG, that is R-E-P-R-P-G, for 15% off any of your orders. Any of those dice. I think everyone has some. Do the do the beauty blogger, babe. Do the beauty blogger. Um, yeah, nice. All, all gorgeous. All, there it is. Yep. It's that other hand. I don't know why. Everything else, nothing else changes. You put up the second hand and it goes, yeah, and Megan is showing off our dice boxes. They so nice. And Mars just has collection of rogue dice with which to stealth and stab. So make sure you go pick those up. We're putting the link in chat. Uh, head on over there. And if you have some North Foundry dice and you're in our Discord, make sure you show them off in our Tools of the Trade channel. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for that. Uh, Meg and Eric, you guys talk to us about the, uh, talk to us about the archives. Yeah, Eric, talk to us about it. Take it away, son. Yeah. Come watch it Thursdays. Back to you, Cody. No, uh, the archives is a wonderful talkback show put together by myself and Megan, where we go and we talk about what happened on Mondays of Disasters and Danger. We talk to you about the story, things you might have missed things that we missed during the game that we picked up later and in our thought processes were like wait a second that sounds like a thing and um it's a fun time we go on a lot of tangents and um we uh we get deep we get we get personal and uh we get to the bottom of some things so make sure to come on over uh and we constantly bemoan the fact that this party just doesn't have a healer uh so come on over and have a wonderful time uh, Thursday nights. Well, soon. Yeah. Well, there you go. And, uh, Mars, you want to tell us about Lance Orlando? Why, yes, I do. So, for those of you who have tuned in before and heard Kez talk about it, Kez is currently the vice president of Lance Orlando, and I am the training committee chair, which means... I have a lot of work to do to make sure that nobody hurts themselves while learning how to swing live steel at each other. <laughs> but all that being said, uh, Lance does stand for Live Action Novelty Combat Entertainment. We do perform in the Central Florida area. We have performances coming up that we are getting ready for, for both the Orlando Renaissance Fair and the Lady of the Lakes Festival. Now, we are still trying to make sure everything is safe that everything is following CDC guidelines for COVID. We want to make sure every one of our members is healthy first and foremost, but we are getting much, much closer to getting all that hammered out and details worked out. 
And we will be announcing probably in the next few weeks when our training sessions will start back up and potentially auditions for these upcoming shows. That sounds wonderful. Uh, so thank you for letting us know about that. We will check those out. Stay tuned for further information. Uh, last but not least, do join us back here on Wednesdays for Through the Breach. It is our Malifo RPG uh, that we are super excited about it. And definitely follow us on the socials so that you can know as our schedule does continue to change. This is a flux month. Uh, so starting next month, hopefully we will have uh, a, a very consistent schedule. Something happened. Caitlin, would you like to share with the rest of the class? Something Megan fucking posted in mute. Goddamn broke me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, 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 good. If you'd like there, to see what I posted in the meeting. right there isn't in, a endorsement for joining the Discord. That's right. For just, a, for just a dollar a month, so $12 a year, you join our Patreon, you get access to our Discord, and you can see. Not that it's free right really now. It's just they can just come in and see this fucking bullshit. I'm so sorry. I'm done. I quit. Oh, that's great. That's the best advertisement for the Discord we've ever had. My mom called from beyond the grave. She said, I have to go home. Your mom <laughs> said you're staying and having an Girl. adventure. Listen, you don't know. I do know. Oh, my God. That's, that's, God. <laughs> at, least I, at least I know my cosplay for the next con I go to. No! Well, yep. It's all downhill from here, folks. We're we've we've peaked early. Uh, every, everybody yeah. just find some dragons. Yeah, yeah. Let's just be on board about it now. All right, let's get into tonight's adventure. So, our adventure takes place in the lands of Lickdrock, lands of myth and legend, and here beyond the western uh, veil, beyond the warden's wall. Here. There be dragons. Our heroes had uh, recently excavated uh, the Fist of the Forge, a, um, a former fire giant dwarven stronghold, a massive gauntlet, and a key, uh, one, of, one of the remaining necessary keys to the Black King's Chamber. A uh, dwarven monarch of old who had led his dwarven and giant kin out of Eastern Lickdrakt, only for them to be set upon uh, by, by these dragons. And so, our heroes, having come up with a uh, bit of loot and, uh, and some, some fun things, have recently returned to the House of Shields. Uh, they only occupied dwarven stronghold, and they do seem to have uh, brought with them the, the remaining fire giants. I believe there were, what, six of them? Yeah, six remaining fire giants coming from the Fist of the Forge. Our new best friend. Yes, you, you guys are tremendously deep friends. And so that is where we're going to pick up. You guys are... Uh, you waited the full three days at the Fist of the Forge. You contacted Beardrin and uh, let him know it was safe. And so you are now uh, back in the House of Shield. Um, 
Is it what would you guys like to get up to now that you're you're back over here, back in town? Uh, first thing that I would probably do is help get the fire giants in, talk to Beardrin, but also let him know about everything we found down there, including that nice big old mithril dragon armor, and just kind of subtly hint, um, it might be put to better use if it was broken down. Right. Does seem like Apologies, still figuring out the right placement. It does seem like it would do us well to move that in, but um, have to be done cautiously. Dragon types are not known for or. I can set some people about it, see what we can do. Yeah, and I'm not sure about uh, how good it might still be, but there's a big old uh, fossilized dragon that's also kind of buried down there. Um, <laughs> he big. Like, uh, he very big. Right. Um, let's see. Come on. Talk to me, Beardrin. How you doing? Uh no, that does make sense. There were a few of the um, greater worms were uh, they were rumored to have taken to the battlefield themselves, but much myth and legend said so just generations back historical fact versus what made the early embellishment. The, um, the forge, the feast of the forge, the last of the stronghold all. By then, stories say that uh, most of our ancestors was not the battle to be won. It's the battle lacked as much. It's higher toll was won. Well, if they got one of them big old dragons killed off down there, I'd say they, they did a good job. But so, relatively speaking. It sounds as though they did. And by doing that, I'm sure they and their ancestors proud. Well then, <clears throat> and I see that the other fire giants are settling in some of their kindred out here, are definitely happy to see. It has been a, um, a bolstering moment for that and the relics of armor pieces of that you brought back with you. Been, well... We appreciate it and we continued everything and for us there. It's, uh, it's been an adventure to say the least. Um, <clears throat> if there's nothing else, you'll excuse me. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll just bow off and just start going doing something else. Yeah, Beardrin goes about his way. 
you know, uh, they, they have some things to kind of sort out. And, you know, there's some logistics to bringing in six more giants. But uh, they don't seem to be... Uh, well, they're, they're not in any way upset about it. It's just, you know, setting about the, the work of the day. Um, for what it is. What else are people up to? Stride has shifted shifted into autumn before they left. Okay. Okay. Um, so she's cast <clears throat> comprehend language on herself and she's following the new fire giants around and casting message um, so that she can talk to them and they can talk back to sort of weird um, bridge the gap. Well, I mean, like the, I know that like the people here speak giant, so it's a it's a thing. But to, to I don't know, just to like Disney chaperone. Sure. She's got her plaid riding crop and stuff, and she's you know, uh, the blue and the and the hat and everything. Yeah, yeah. What, what were those? The ambassadors. It was the Madeline books. The little. Well, yeah, no, they are. Um, oh, but they the are in the parks. Got it. Yeah, yeah, in the parks, they are um, not ambassadors because that's a specific title for someone else. They are—they're uh, the Disney tour guides, is what they are. And they're like, but they're like special tour guides, and they're dressed like jockeys for no reason. So yeah, that. my buddy was one of them. Yeah, 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 that. Um, but she's kind of helping to get them settled and and not that that she can this is not her place but um she's just really helpful and she wants to make sure everyone's eating and stuff like that um however she would like to 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 sort of pass by talroth and eh, a question um what is it we're supposed to be helping them find next we found the we found the shield we found the the gauntlet what's next uh i think it was the axe that we found the key of bonking. I think that might have been the axe. I mean, it doesn't even look like, like much of an axe. Uh, found the fist. I think it's the helmet that's next. Uh, Frost Giants. All right. Um, so do we want to start planning that then? I think we might need a, <laughs> like a, a day to kind of recoup and figure out what they know first because I'm still a little tired. From the last couple days, uh, <laughs> that that was a little more intense than I expected. I'm sorry, you're tired. Oh, um, no. I'll just wave my hand. Nah, nah, just don't, don't get me wrong. Just <laughs> going from that extreme heat, probably to some extreme cold. Uh, I, I, I might need to prepare a little better. You know, you did very very well out there. Your your stealthing is really getting so much better. And you're quite an accomplished fighter, Tauroth. You should be proud. Uh, I'll, I'll be the first to admit I got lucky up there with that some bitch. I mean, half the time I was screaming, it's like I was screaming at him. I was screaming at myself, saying, "Don't miss, don't miss, don't miss." <sighs> I mean, it's not just you though. You've got the rest of us. Yeah, I know, I know. I mean. Hell, I would have loved it if Treasure had gotten her big old golden ass up there to start swinging at him to take a little bit of the pressure off me, but... Oh, man. That, I mean, that guy. You had, you had those in there, and wasn't he blocking you most of the time? 
Well, yeah, Thosin was up there, but don't get me wrong. I'm talking about when you just dropped me off up there in front of Mr. I'm just going to piece myself together from all the guts and bones. And yeah, I, I was looking to my, keep my lunch down on that one. Yeah, no, that was that was foolish of me. And I apologize. I need to stop yeeting you into the heat of battle. That's uh, I overestimate you a bit. And I do. I do apologize. Um, I think you know, uh, treasure is nice. Oh, yeah, no, she is damn nice, but she still owes me like a few hundred gold for all the drinks over these past few years. She's nice. <laughs> oh, but she still owes you her drinks? You've hung out with her. You've seen how much that woman drinks. Yes, but, um, you know, maybe as an act of friendship, you could let it slide and buy her a drink. Like, on without credit, without holding it against her or anything. Well, I was about to say that's how the whole tab started, but... Well, if, if you're not keeping tabs, then it's a completely different thing. And then she doesn't have to worry about paying you back. And, you know, it could just be you doing something nice for her because you know that she likes drinking and she likes your company and such... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm probably gonna. I mean, I got something I'm working on for. I got one of the one of them jewelry smiths working on some of that obsidian stuff that we pulled from Velx's place. So, got a small little like a thank you for keeping my dumbass alive gift. You're making her jewelry. Well, I'm making it. I know how to make they make that stuff. Tell Roth Wolkenblade, you're getting her jewelry made. Yeah, and? I never had you pegged for sentimental anything. That's very, very sweet. I mean, uh, I, I, I guess. Um, what what sen- sentimental, sentimental, sentimental mean? Uh... God, now I don't even know. Um, like, <laughs> shit, I don't know. I mean, sentimental. Dumbass. You know, like thoughtful. Caring. It's something when you when you care and you like, you love someone and you do things for them. Yeah, she has, she has hauled my ass out of the fire a few times. Yes. Yes, she has. I mean, you know, the rest of us have as well. But I think it's very interesting that you keep mentioning that it's just treasure. Yeah, her and I have been running around for... Shit, I didn't, I didn't know how many years at this point. Yeah, we just kind of got used, we just got used to each other. Familiarity is, an, is important. You know, uh, the first thing that Thosin ever gave me was a pair of earrings that he made. Yeah, that's right. Oh, uh, you swapped them out the last couple of days, right? Look nice. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I think it's important when you care about someone that you should give gifts. You know, jewelry is a good place to start. 
and obsidian is perfect for her. Yeah, I mean, I've been hanging around to that uh, bag of shards for a while now. Oh, that reminds me, I should probably check on how my sword's doing. Yes, you should go check on your swords. Right, um, yeah, I'll catch you later, I guess. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Go go eat something, go get a nap. Remember what I said about buying her a drink and not charging her for it. Friends don't keep tabs. That's not what friendship is about. Unless you're trying to use it to leverage her for something, which I don't think you do, because you're not that shitty. There's a plan there, but that that's for a later date. Uh, see? <laughs> and just start scampering off. Off he goes! <laughs> I, do, I, do have a, I do have a question. Um, is th- what are the chances that um, I was able to use my observant feet and my ability to read lips to know exactly what they were saying to hear this entire conversation? And Fable would like to be near enough to be part of that as well, please. This is the two of us sitting over on the side watching this nonsense. With binoculars. Um, I make them out of ice and I just hand them to him. <laughs> so you are, you have the... Um, the lip reading feet, Eric. Yeah, observant. Yeah. Okay. Um, tell you what, because uh, it's kind of just pure chance if you're nearby enough, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, roll me a percentile. Okay, don't And you can do the same, Caitlin. Uh, forty-seven. Okay. Okay. Oh no! I hope it was high. If it was low, I fucked us. I'm sorry. No, uh, this is this is what I waste my good rolls on. I rolled a forty. You both rolled over me, so so you can you can be lurking, uh, and and have uh, gleaned most of, if not not all of what was said. Yeah, this is what I. This is this is gonna be my best roll of the night. You hear all. So, um, essentially, I'm going to be, like, kind of, like, a little bit snooping, but then, like, looking over, and I'm going to start seeing what they're saying, and as Fable is walking by, I'm just going to snatch her, I'm going to be like, no, no, come here, come here for a sec, come here, come here, listen, okay, uh, ooh, and I'm going to start, like, relaying everything that they're saying. How can he not know what she's talking about? She's not the most subtle when it comes to romantic things. She's being real. She's spelling it out, right? Right? I'm not, like, I'm even getting it. It's getting so dark here. I don't know what's going on. This is insane. Do you think we should just find treasure? Or should we be the other half of this conversation? <laughs> I, you know, I, I, wonder, I wonder what treasure thinks about... Uh, what? But you know, let's... Fear. To be fair, and to play um, Tiefling's Advocate for a moment, um, you're welcome. Uh, she's fairly bold and has made it really clear um, that she's not afraid to talk about what she wants. So I have a feeling that if she wants someone to be interested, she'll tell them. But she might still be worried about that whole um, arranged marriage bullshit. 
Oh, you mean you mean the two pale brothers with the spiders that want to kill us? Yeah, that would freak me out too and put me off the, the altar for life. However, um, it's worth mentioning to her in case she too just didn't notice. You know, maybe, maybe later on we'll have a moment, maybe in passing, something will get said, we'll never know, it could happen. When did, you know, when did Sir Rock become a Yenta? What is of performers we had who were just very, um, you know, they, your lilt was very, very reminiscent of that. You know, they, a lot of guilt driven there, so be careful about that, though. <laughs> it's only because it's you, Eric, that I can make that joke. I would never have done it otherwise. <laughs> It's very important that people know that. Nice man. There you go. So um, so yeah, but no, genuinely fable. Just and uh, and then in a moment of panic, she stops. I swear to all the gods, if Saraid ever tries to do anything like that with a man and me, I will set her on fire. Nope. So you're gonna. So you're gonna sit here. And you're gonna you're gonna be like Sarai should find happiness, treasure should find happiness. Da 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 da. da. But then I never. Well, see, I there's never. there's your problem then. Why do you have to assume that automatically happiness for me means any kind of romantic attachment? Attachment never has. I've watched it all happen my entire life. I huh, tiny tiny t or tiny tiny uh, Janasi stares in asexual. Um, and it was, I've watched it all. I know mechanically exactly what happens. And sure, possibly romantically at some point, but I don't see that happening. And honestly, I'm very happy without. So at this point, I'd find happiness in... She just kind of... A little bit of guilt because it's her and Sorak. Uh, I find happiness doing what I set out on the road to do in the first place. Wouldn't you? We've got people. You know, you kind of you kind of pulled me here right in the beginning, but I don't think you necessarily ever told me what it is you set out here to do. Let's you just asked me. We're both looking for elemental plane traveling and things yeah. of that sort, and I would be happier at the end of the day if I knew all my efforts hadn't been in vain. I don't need a partner to do that with me. I just want everyone to be okay. Bring it in and big birdie hug. Fluffing feather hug! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in his hair feather. <laughs> so. Alright, let's go hide before they notice we've been spying on them. Scatter! <laughs> <laughs> Okay. With those conversations out of the way. Yeah, you guys, you guys, um, you returned back to the House of the Shield um, relatively early in the day. And so if you wanted to spend the day preparing and leave the following day, you absolutely can. Or if you would, how long would you guys like to stay in town? I would like to see if we can get any more information on where we're going, on the Frost Giants, etc. Whatever they know. Okay. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Uh, you, let's see. And there are no Frost Giants here. It's just Dwarves and Fire Giants, right? Correct. Yeah, there are no Frost Giants here. 
Um, yeah, Haldric uh, is probably the the oldest of the official dwarves, and um, kind of I don't know if I I don't know what, what's a good uh, well <laughs> group historian perhaps. Um, yeah, no. So talking with him might is probably your best your best bet for for getting information that you are interested in when it comes to um to the north. So that's the helm. Yes. Okay. Um. Well, what 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 what? <laughs> Panics and frost. Uh, what's what sort of fuck? Um, what stats or something like can they tell us about frost giants? Because we've never fought them. Right? Uh, I don't. I don't remember. I don't recall you guys having ever fought frost giants in past. Um, let me see. I'm just making sure it's like not the one game I wasn't here for. Uh, no, the channel has fought frost giants in the past, which is, which is what my, my oh, brain no. is defaulting to. But, um, as far as, uh, you guys go, I'm pretty sure you have not fought any frost giants in. Um, you guys find... I'm I'm so sorry, I apologize. Uh I'm blanking hard. Haldrin? Haldrin? Haldric? Haldric. Haldric. I literally Haldric? Yeah. I said that name. I'm sorry. Yeah. Listen, Haldric and Haldrin. You good? <laughs> I yeah. saw your brain do the Windows reboot. It's okay. I can hear <laughs> We can hear the noise. Everyone just heard loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It definitely did. Uh which is okay. Not a, not a big deal. Um, yeah, you'll you're, you'll find him um, working with the other shield dwarves. He does also seem to be not the lead commander of the um, dwarven forces that are here, but something of a of a quartermaster type, something um, right running and and looks after the more mundane logistics. And you get the feeling he kind of fell into this position after his uh, better fighting days were were behind him. Um, as you guys reach him, he is in a in a covered area. He has some maps laid out, and he has some. Um, he's getting the reports that you guys have, have brought with you. He's reviewing the maps that um, Roth had made of the fire giant place and and um there are it's mostly local topography and tunnelography uh that he's just kind of reviewing they do they do patrols right then my friends what the can i do for you we were wondering if you had any information about uh the helm where it is uh, who might be guarding it so that we won't just be walking into, you know, something blindly. Ah, uh, great. Um, yes, the Helm of the Frozen North. 
colloquially, Southerners would call it King Town, as it were. But um, it was mostly frost giants, uh, some dwarven folk, greater in number for sure than uh, any of the other giant uh, kin. That's the Axe Lord, House of Shield. Even greater in number than the uh, Fire Giant. Tended to be or surface folk. So it were a uh, special sort of dwarf that found comfort in frosts, wilds. These mountains, thin. They stretched, but the land fell. The frost giants were perhaps first really experience a bit of draconic might. They had never truly settled their hold. It was always a danger. The House of Shields, Axe Lord's Domain, and the Feast of the Forge, these are mostly beneath the mountain. Dark. Safe. Safely encased in the stone from which we were born. The Frost Giants' villages, their fortresses, sat atop this mountain. They, uh, they were literally crown towers, fortress, raid, and left to the air. They skirmished with dragon, dragon folk. Uh, much of our history. It was a uh, badge of honor from the rest of the, uh, the rest of the Black Kings for young warriors to do a tour or two. Yeah. Where the danger ever waits it. We knew that they had been skirmishing with uh, with the dragons that are there, their dragon subjects. But nothing that was nothing that had ever betrayed itself to be a threat or The Black King not infallible. Acknowledged dangers that were and you know, offered some support but but often thought the northern giants to be sayers. Pessimists. There were not many of them to answer the call 
when the Axe Lord's walls were breached. We never knew what happened. Didn't know if the dragons had, had taken them first, as men thought, or if they had merely abandoned the Black King. Their advice. No expedition that sent to the north has returned. But to be fair, none we've sent to the south either. There are uh, a few tunnels that used to stretch the distance. And the Frost Giants had a much closer relationship with the Axe Lord towards they they were more hawkish those that a for blood and um, we of the go ahead do, do we know if frost giants are smarter than fire giants like where they are on the because isn't like hill giants are the stupid ones? Yes. Cloud giants are what we all want to be. Um. So make me a history check. That face of concentration, or willing your history. Natural be. twenty for a twenty-five. Oh shit. Okay. Um, I have been uh, I've been fucking a giant for the past year, so tell me, tell me all about it. I know, I know him viscerally. This gives me an advantage on the check. So, um, there is a a uh, in traditional D and D, and literally, it's part of the Storm King's Thunder. There is a uh, a divine um, hierarchy to giants um here in in our world it's a little more of a uh a, a natural inclination based on on sort of their size the hill giants however are all the uh traditionally the the dimmest and the most savage comfortably savage um they have the most in common with ogres and trolls and are and have no real desire to uh you know the the industry of the fire giants or the traditions of these other giant races that sounds like a lot of work to them that that's just not that's just not what they're about right there are some smarter hill giants but for the most part you are correct they are the smallest and they are the uh, dimmest uh, and and physically the dimmest of all of the giants. Um, we get into the middle stretch of uh, of giants, and the stone giants are the next as far as like raw strength and power. But they are uh, more intelligent. At the very least, they are more... They're definitely more intelligent than the hill giants. But they're a little more um, esoteric, right? Uh, they don't have the same the same industry or um, 
or uh, like steel weapons and, and those sorts of traditions, but they're a little more aesthetic. They're a little more monk-like. They're a little more, we are of the stone, so we live in the stone and with the stone, right? These these would be our druids and monks in, in giant society. Um, they're a little isolationist, although you do know uh, just from your way in, that some of the st- some stone giants did live with the axe lord, and here with in the house of shield, right? The small numbers, but um, you think they were probably like emissaries from from another society or something like that. But that so stone giants um, also have the natural ability to like melt into stone and hide, and so that that's kind of their thing. Um, up next on just the raw like power scale is frost giants. Um, they but they are known for having steel weapons. They are known for having strong cultural ties. They worship ancestors. Um, they uh, not uh, that not in any uh, hinted way are are definitely sort of Nordic Viking at least in in aesthetic. You know, because um, when you come from a land without sun. It just is. It comes from a land without sun. Yeah, exactly. Just sort of the same. Um, we know if do I know if they're smart enough? Excuse me, to be magic users. Some of them are. That would be exclusively their leadership. Um, they are not. Uh, they wouldn't be wizards. They would be more wisdom based um, uh, spellcasters. That kind of thing? Yeah, clerics. This would be sort of our, our first inclination of um, of clerics or for giants. They would definitely be rare. But, um, you know, magic, you know, speakers, they, they would be like one per kingdom, right? Sort of a viceroy or, or a religious kind of leader um, would, would be the, definitely the exception, right? Um, the... Cloud Giants and the Fire Giants are the same in um, as far as challenge rating goes. The Cloud Giants are our first inclination of like widespread magic around in within giant societies. Um, they share the same uh, challenge rating. They share very similar stat blocks as far as like physical strength goes. Excuse me, the Cloud Giants are slightly stronger. So like in the ordning, the Cloud Giants do sit above. The fire giants, but at the very top are what are relatively, um, I'm not going to call them mythic, but they are more of the, um, in, in here, in, in this world, storm giants are the exception in giant societies they are not mad at that existing (laughs) i forgot that they he was like there's something more than cloud giant the fuck there is oh damn it right Mm -hmm. just trauma block that out yeah uh so so storm giants are uh kind of they are very rare they are they usually are like in pairs they don't have like full societies but what they do is they kind of come in and lead and elevate and lift up another giant society in in our world they are they are the demigods of of giants in like a step below that right but they are they are um 
they are divine in the way that they are of both sky and they are of both sky and earth and water and fire. They are they touch each of the elements in a way that the others simply do not. Um and and so they have a relation to all of them. They are uh I d- I don't have like a old for storm giants, right? In 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 this world, I'm just saying they are more um the, That's exactly what someone hiding a hold of storm giants would say. You caught me. Um, I think of them like the, you know, the the old Western, like Spaghetti Western, the man with no name or the storm giant came to town and kicked all the dragons out. You know, like like that. That's kind of how I like to think of of storm giants. Um, so you said fire. So let's focus on the thing we're going to be fighting uh, next. So frost giants have steel weapons. Yes. And limited magic, but the potential for magic—they, um, they are not w- widespread magic users the way cloud giants are. Um, and they have societies. Yeah, they, they yeah, they, they are um, close knit familial societies, uh, towns and and uh, villages, burgs and holds and. Things like that. Yes. So, Talk to me so. more about this uh, this frost stuff. So, um, what do they do? We do we know what they do with that? Like- um, so they are immune to cold. They are hardy. Um, they they've got. Uh, I'm gonna say their armor class is is not as strong as what a traditional fire giant might possess, but they. Do have greater hit points? Uh, oh no, they don't. But they have, they're they're a chunk of hit points. Um, their armor is relatively weak. They they work with like leather and some steel, but they don't have enough of it. Nor do they mine it. To um, like fire giants wear plate, right? These guys are like, yeah, we'll strap some leather on and call it good. We're fighting Nords. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love Skyrim. So, uh, the oh, fuck. What is this thing we're going to get? The helm. Um, any information on where it might be kept? Um, uh, Eldrick. Eldrick. <laughs> if you, Eldrick, if you were a helm, where would you be? On, on my head. That's good. That's good. Let's go from there, right? Right. Right. Um, I didn't ever... I never took the uh, the tour of the north. But it would most likely I would... The, f- the Frost Giants are proud combatants. And um, they wouldn't be ones to Hide wherever the thickest of the battles was. That is where you'll probably find a king's crown, the helm. It, um, their leader, from what I knew of him, would have led from the front, or in the battle. 
rather than worry about the um, teleportation or the uh, secret hole. They had been fighting dragons for time, and the urn at Helm probably meant he chased down a wormer. So I would look for the largest, densest pile of bones. Start today. Wonderful. And thank you. Thank you. Good luck. Yeah, no, I, I was uh, I was waiting on you guys. I didn't know if anybody else had a question for I saw Meg look over and I was like, does does she have a pile of bones right there? Or uh, we, is it gonna be no, close by? There were there were sounds happening in the back um uh, in my hallway and I was a little con- concerned. Um oh. it's uh, fine. I'm uh, being robbed. Apparently in height, frost giants are taller than fire and stone giants. Although their DC hit points and and things is slightly lower, but they don't yep, have yep. like. But um, would he know if they had like breath weapons or anything? Ooh, nope. Megan knows that. Do they have breath weapons or anything? Uh, no, no giant. No giant has a a breath weapon. Um, cloud giants might be able to approximate something like that with magic. And storm giants uh, again would have some sort of like magical effect, but the but no giant has like a, a breath weapon. And and might I add, thank God, <laughs> they already have enough. <laughs> so then, um, sounds like a plan, uh, sort of plan adjacent. We know more than we did. Twelve uh, percent of a plan, uh, <laughs> and that worked out great. I mean, you're not you're not wrong. You know, it sounds like all we have to do is get there, find the big pile of bones, go bone diving, and then come up I with. Mean, this pile of bones we have here doesn't count, right? We don't know that there's a tunnel beneath that big pile of bones that we've already discovered. Any tunnel traveling between the House of Shields and the Black King's Crown have been collapsed. I just want to make sure, because you said big pile of bones. I was like, we have one of those. I didn't want it if it was a, you mean these ashes kind of moment. I just want to make sure. The, the pile of bones. Before we went down ones that you weren't like, hey guys, you know you could have done that way back at the other You mean pile. this pile of bones? The pile of bones just, you guys have walked through were also at the Axe Lords. Uh, I just want, that's what I wanted to make triple sure that we weren't missing something obvious that the DM was slapping us with. Thank you. So get there, find the bones. Uh, Profit. Can I, um, today, I know that we went shopping very recently, but is there a chance that I could find, um, because I can use a scroll, right? Yeah. I think what I'm looking for is a book, and I think it's going to take longer. Okay. Um, is there a book that would help me learn giant? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. You can find a a a, a 
giant language book. That's going to be How long would it take to learn it? Weeks. Yeah, there's no permanent um, magic to... Is there a magic scroll for tongues? Uh, we can look. Let's take a look. See what... See what sort if, of I, if I have comprehend language and tongues up... In theory... I think you only need tongues. I think tongues actually lets you understand them. She's so yeah, that would be kind of if you're just like speaking the language and you can't understand what's being said. Hey, look at that. The the random gods have smiled on you. There is in fact in town a scroll of tongues. Excellent. Um, how much would that set me back? Uh, three hundred gold pieces. That is not bad. I've recently come into some bug money, so please. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, yes. Hello, I made my fortune the old-fashioned way. Bug hunting. Like any good role player would. Oh my god, I just realized the beauty of us taking the typical level one bullshit of just hunt bugs in the woods over and over again, and we've made it legal tender in our D&D game. That's so meta. Are you interested in any other scrolls that are on here? Yes. Uh, I will buy shit. Yes. Scroll me. Okay. Um, so, Blight is rare. It's going to be in the thousands range. Um, it, again, I don't think that's the most useful for you. Dancing Light's common. Very cheap. It's a cantrip. Um, find Familiar. Very tre- very cheap. Uh, Ice Storm, rare in the thousands. Don't know how useful that is. Uh, spells a scroll of Identify. Common. Very cheap. Um, so that could be useful. Invisibility, uncommon, roughly the same price as tongues. Rope trick, uncommon, roughly the same price as tongues. And sequester, very rare. Let's not even talk about it. That's going to be... That's going to be up there. What was that one? Two before two before sequester, sorry? Uh, so before sequester, invisibility. Uh, yeah. Identify, invisibility, and rope trick are the spell scrolls I'm looking on here and, and can be like, those could be useful. Yeah, I'm considering Rope Trick. Okay. Yeah, Rope Trick, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, in the vaguest sense, if you've watched um, any bit of the uh, Acquisitions Incorporated, it is a favorite of Jim Dark Magic, and it's where it's he... It's very weirdly broken for such a low-level spell, honestly. It, it's a It's a weird spell. It is a and weird spell. And when used right, it's amazing. And, or at the very least, it's really utility. Like, it's... Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a ton of utility to it. It is, uh, it's the Bugs Bunny spell, I like to think of it as, where the rope climbs up uh, on its own. You can climb up the rope into a, your tiny little pocket dimension, and uh, you're invisible, the rope hangs out, and you, like, can poke your head out and shoot stuff and go back. Uh, if the magic gets dispelled, though, you fall... And it's bad. Like that's kind of, I know what happens. Um, yeah. Great for a short rest, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so that's rope trick invisibility. We all know you're invisible. You get an attack or a spell. That's gone. Um, identify. That's just because Thosin's not here with you guys. If you or if anybody ever wanted to be able to identify something, that could be pretty good. 
Uh, I don't know if Find Familiar has any real use for people that aren't uh, wizards or um, Pack to the Chain warlocks. No, because most of us can't cast through a familiar, I don't think. Yeah, I don't. Like, if we could, I'd love to take Find Familiar because the idea of having that tiny little lizard that Elsa has just feels very perfect. It's blue fire. Um, but, like, it is. It's absolutely fable as a lizard. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I missed one. There is an arcane lock scroll as well. How much is that? Uh, that's going to be 300. Um, hold on. I can lend you some money. I've, I've never bought shit. I've never had things I needed to buy. I may have money. Um, I'll check, but I'm just double checking if this does what. Um, basically it puts a lock on a box or some sort of container and it takes Mm -hmm. the knock spell or the chosen word to open it. You know what? Never mind. Um, we are physically carrying anything that would be worth locking. I feel like, so I'm good. Never mind. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, if you guys have nothing else you would like to, to make an interest in, you can have your long rest and then uh, prepare for your next journey into Frozen. Yes, Tauroth. Uh, the two things that I had, it's like the necklace and the obsidian blade. Yes. Would those be ready by now or those still need time? So the obsidian blade, um, because you were looking for a, essentially for it to be magic, is going to take at least a week. You've done three days, so that is, um, you still have time on that. The earrings, I think, should be done. The the jewelry should be done, because that was mundane, just craftsmanship, and it was a couple of, it was, three. yeah, you're, you're good on that. You can pick that up. All right, cool. Only other thing I would look for would be uh, very cold weather clothing. I was just thinking, I think we have, we picked that up you when do, yeah. we were coming here. Yeah, you have, we have that. Weather. We have camping stuff. We have rations. We have spices to make the rations palatable. Mm-hmm. We have torches. We have shit ton of rope. Um, What else could we possibly need? Ah, the question. Question. I think we'd be okay then. Are we? Are we prepared? Prepared? I know. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to jinx anything, and yet. <laughs> uh, I would know. like to do. I would like to do something very specific um, before we leave. Okay. Um, would like to buy sugar. Okay. And um, are there any? I realize this is a stretch. Are there any fruits or any um sweet things or like syrup, maple syrup, or anything like that? Um. Yeah. They're. They're. Yeah. They have some some forms of natural sweeteners. Yeah, absolutely. Then I'm, can I get some some honey and some maple syrup? Uh, yeah, yeah, you can. Um, you can check the 
the the PHB I believe has prices for honey. Um, yeah, that can that can double for for any of it. Thank you. All right. So, what I would like to do, let's take our break now. We're, we're, it, it's going to be an early break. It's going to give me a minute to make sure I have all of my ducks in their proverbial row. Then when we come back, we will launch into uh, the Great Frozen North. So, uh, thanks for hanging out. We are going to take an early break tonight. We will see you in just a few minutes, but until then, stay tuned. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have... Caitlin playing Fable Frost, the Ace Genasi Phoenix Hall Sorcerer. Megan playing Sarai Landir, the Eladrin Gra Grammar Bard. Don't dangle those participles, boys and girls. Well, that's my next shirt design. It's the unholy abomination com combination of lore bards and glamour bards. The glamour bard. Oxford commas are not just for decoration. Carry on. Hi, everyone. I'm Eric, and I'm playing Sirak, the Aarakocker Horizon Walker Ranger. And I'm Maz. I'll be playing Talvarath Oakenblade, the soon-to-be popsicleized Wood Elf Scout. All right. Our heroes, the archivists, now preparing to make their next journey to the frozen. It is deep winter, as you know, and uh, you guys have gathered with Beardrin, uh, Badrin, and Haldric, and you guys are preparing to, uh, very much in a similar fashion to the to the. Uh, oh, thank you. To the Fist of the Forge that you guys had gone to previously. The you are led down into the throne room, House of the Shield. Um the Black King's Key, or as you all have um aptly named it, the Key of Bonking. A uh <laughs> giant-sized key, so so weapon-sized in medium creatures' hands, um, is inserted into the area. The shield is likewise to uh, power up its arcane gate, and the magic begins to glow throughout the room, casting a dull blue light at mixes with the reds and oranges of the fires brought down and look back at your allies and friends and you make your way through the portal. As you step through, uh, bound in your cold, whether clothes uh, or climbing your all of your Feel the rush of frost, cold, sting against your skin, 
um, but little baby exposed. Um, you are immediately grateful for the tremendous number of layers that uh, each of you are are wearing. Uh, are you resistant to cold? Oh Fable? yeah, I am. Fable's just what? This is nice. It's lovely. All right. The ride last night went back into spring. Uh huh. The minute we get here, is there snow on the ground? Um, you wouldn't call it snow. It would be it would be frost and ice. You are indoors. You are indoors at the moment. Okay. Can I chip some ice into a canteen? Um, sure. Yeah. And then add maple syrup to it and make a snow cone. Oh my god. That's um, the most spring right thing I've ever heard. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you can do that. And I would like to do that. I okay. love spring ride. So while we're while we're on our way, she's just going to town on a maple syrup snow cone. Okay. There you go. Uh it, it is um the maple syrup it drips all the slower being in the frozen uh being in the the very cold. But sure, you 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 make yourself a tasty snow treat. Um you guys are in a hall that is very much similar to the other uh, throne rooms that you guys have, have essentially seen. Um, one of the things that is immediately and abundantly different, however, is the sound. Um, you can hear the howl of the wind as it runs across this building. You don't feel like you're underground um, or or that this place is terribly far from the surface if if at all um, it is dark so if you guys would like to or you all have dark vision I believe at this point I think almost all of us do now I think I, between tattoos and, and racial abilities we're fucking good yep and, and Fable's excited about it. She's like giggly excited of, I need to level up also so I can drop the dark vision spell off my roster and free up a space. But she's like so stoked. She's like, is this what you've always been able to see? Forget. Oh yeah, Sarai has even extra now. She, Have you always been able to see like this? Do you, I don't need the light. <laughs> she's just sitting there eating her snow cone looking like further into the darkness than she's ever been able to see before. Are you high? Can I, maybe. Can I see anything? <laughs> see um, the extra distance. Uh, what are your passive perceptions, or you can make perception checks if you would like. I'd like to make a check. My passive's not great, but sure. Use your passive as a floor. Oh yay! You guys can make those checks. Nineteen. Okay. Eighteen. Twenty-one. Eighteen. Okay. Um. As you guys look around, this place does look mostly deserted, hasn't been utilized um, very long time. There is a similar throne uh, to the ones that you have seen in, in all the other rooms. 
Um, the giants have uh, exclusively like a solo throne, a single throne here. Um, the seed of which is again in the middle of the room on very smallly raised dais. Uh, you can see where the helm of the or this uh, black king's crown might uh, sit to open to open such a portal, right? Uh, the chair itself is wood uh, in contrast to the uh, all the others that have been that had been stone it is a sort of iron wood uh, very dense very heavy very strong um, and it is lined with, with bone and a uh, and furs uh, for comfort does seem the other thing that you notice about the room is that there does appear to be uh you you guys notice the with the howl of the wind there is a little bit of of frozen air sort of leaking through uh on on one side so um as you guys sort of make your way that door you suspect that the door out of this this place is in that direction Then in that direction we go. All right, yeah. You guys make your way and over we, there. And I walk with them. <sighs> so Abed did confirm that they walked. Um, yes, you make your way over in into the area. Uh, go ahead and roll me investigation checks. Twelve. Twelve. Aha. Nine. Twelve, but my passive is sixteen. Okay. So what I'll say is this. You guys spend your time looking for this mechanism. Looking for some bit of magic or trick or trap or something that is going to... Uh, to eventually let you open this this door and um, in your experience and in your efforts to discover what clever trick there is to to opening this door it it doesn't occur to you for uh, somebody rolled me a one person roll me a percentile all right, go for it. That is going to be a nine. A nine. Okay. So I'm going to round it. We're going to make it 10 minutes. It's going to take you guys about 10 minutes to sort of figure out that, um, that there isn't, there isn't really a trick, uh, uh, to this, to this door. Um, it is a door there. The, it is double doors that, um, that slide. Uh, it looks like a bit of frost and snow had sort of, um, wedged them ever so slightly open, um, in, in the middle, right? And that's the air that you guys have, have kind of been feeling. It did appear to just kind of be like cracks in, in the doors itself, but over time and the buildup of the frost and the snow, the doors have sort of frozen shut um so 
you know that it would have been possible for dwarves to open these doors, at least at some point. So you guys suspect, even though you are not the strongest of the group, um, if you were to deal with the frozenness, the 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 what is jamming it, um, that you could open it. And it, and yeah, and it does sort of fit with what you know about the Frost Giants. They are, um, they aggressively defend their, their homes, right? They are ready for a fight. And uh, if anybody made it this far, then a, a, a trick or a trap isn't, um, then, then they've already won, right? So, so why, why go through the, the trouble of, uh, of trying to come up with this wild or crazy solution when there's really no, as it were. Um, so, with this frozen door problem, what would you guys like to do? And you said the door... No, go, go on, go on. I uh, just wanted to clarify. You said the door slides open? Yeah, it, they are sliding stone doors. Did anyone bring a torch or no, is there any way we to have to, we have to torch. Just... You've got a torch at all times. <laughs> um, I just wasn't sure if flame on running into it was the plan, but I will happily do so. I mean, will it exhaust you if you do? Not even a little bit. Let's fucking go. Um, actually, yeah, that's 100% what she... She just wants to be a fireball and yeet herself at this door. Then before she does, Sarai's gonna pour some of the snow cone into her hand and then just... and Simba it across Fable's forehead. Say, it's time. <laughs> I love when you're in spring. All right, um, and then, uh... <laughs> just becoming the flame uh uh fable is um going to she'll she'll try a small one first she'll test it out gently with firebolt and see how much damage that i'm just going to use a cantrip before i waste a spell slot spell slot because sometimes i'm clever and as much as I like the aesthetic of just... Well, that's the thing. If it doesn't work with a cantrip, don't waste your slots. We we have torches and... Not... No, but I, that's the thing. is It's a timing thing and it's a whatever. And if it works a little bit, then a big fire will help. If it only if it doesn't do shit, like, I don't want to... Yeah. So may I just see how much damage is done with... Walk up, put hand on. It's actually a free action. It's not even a cantrip. To just ignite and be set fire to my hand. Yeah, well, may I just... Sure. So you're using the, the firebolt cantrip? Or what? What? What cantrip or it's spell? Just ignite. It's just a phoenix sorcerer thing where you just hand fire. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, so, it's just the, fire. so yes, the 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 hand fire is. Um, I'm gonna say it's akin to like a a big lighter, right? Um, so the the heat of which will work. That is very little heat. That would take forever. At um, which point, then I will expand. The um, we've we've had me do this before. Then when I turned into a fire, and I just had to take a little bit of fire damage for it, um, because she's not technically immune to so the so if I ever do that, it 
damages me a little bit, but if I can just push through it and make a human-sized, uh, 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 make a Janasi hole in the ice, I don't know, so they can get to the door. Um. Is that possible? So, hold on. Um, so, so I don't, I don't remember what this, this that you speak of. I do not remember that. that we is did a- it once before with Ignite where you, I was, you were like, are you immune to the, fi-? I was like, no, actually that's the whole thing. And you're like, okay, take 1d4 fire damage if you're setting your whole body on fire. It's when I did it with the, the flesh giant thing. Oh. In the room with the, yeah. Okay. Um, so you let me set my body on fire to be a light. Um, I can do mantle. It was without because it was out without burning mantle of flame. I can burn mantle of flame as a spell slot. The, that was just having fire damage, and the drawback was it didn't give me any benefits and it hurt me. So I was that was the trade off for not burning us uh, a use of mantle of flame, basically. Sure. Um, but we did not have to do that. That could have been a one time thing. That was I was offering it. Yeah. No. Um, so I'm good. Oh shit! Fuck! Never mind. No. God, I have this. I would like to use shape ice and just open it. I have that. I never use it. It's my racial ability. Yeah, so ignite, you can start fires with a touch. Magically ignite a flammable object you touch with your hand. And objects such as a torch, a piece of tinder, or uh, the hem of drapes. That's what ignite. Does. Got it. May you I please catch just fire. use shape ice then? Yes, you can use shape ice. If so, let me be clear. If you're doing this with a cantrip, it's going to take um it's gonna take uh let's see. So creator destroy ice is is one of the things I have, and it's a first level spell, not okay. a cantrip. Okay. It's, it's my racial ability that it's just prepared. Once per long rest. So this, I've never had to use it. So it feels like the thing to use now. Okay. How much can I get out of a first level spell slot of that? I, that's that's what I'm looking up. Yeah, okay. I just want to make sure I can look it up. Yeah, I mean, it's based on what? The creator destroy water spell? Yes, so 30 foot by 30 foot. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, up to 10 gallons of ice within a range, alternatively snow in a 30-foot cube. So So this is ice, 10 gallons of ice. Um, it would take you for a giant... Um, another cubic... Yep. This is what DMs do. Ready? I'm sorry, math. Yeah, it's fine. Cubic volume of a gallon water is 231 cubic inches. So if we divide 231 cubic inches by 12, should give us how many cubic feet, right? Yes. So 231 divided by 12 is... Uh, 19 feet, 19 cubic feet, so a five foot cube 
is five times five times five is um so about f that's gonna get you twenty feet up. Uh, that'll get you most of the way there in a single casting, and then you will need to uh, cantrip your way through the remaining bit, so that would take probably um, a D4, or let's say a D6 in minutes. Great, okay. the final bit. That's that's fine. Okay, that feels better than us trying to just hold a torch, all the, and we might not be able to reach the upper top, and yeah. Yeah. It, it, That's why I was sorry. I'm, no, I'm, no one's upset. I'm. I I'm just, sorry. I forgot that I have the ice. I've never. I've. I've. I think I've used it once or twice this whole campaign, and yeah, so I forgot for, it was uh, an ability. For making a sheath for uh, Dawnbringer. Mm. Yes, that was it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I made the. I made the ice sheath. So while she's doing that, Sarai's making more snow cones and passing them around. Would you like me to roll the d6? Yeah, please. Six. <laughs> Okay. Sorry. So, so yeah, it takes you guys about six minutes to to oh, melt your way through um, through the center slip in the doors, right? Through through the snow and the ice that has collected there. Um, there is still a bit of frost along the other side, and there's a bit of frost along the actual like track that this stone door is in. Um, so you can take a few more minutes and, and work out all of that, or you guys can try to squeeze your way through here and leave it, um, mostly shut. Wings. Yeah, let's try squeezing. Yeah, I was going to say mostly shut feels better. Okay. Especially if something big comes and actually breaks through, we'll hear it breaking all the way open, I feel like. Okay. Yeah. Um, each of you make make me a constitution check, please. Each check. Ooh! <clears throat> I'm gonna use luck, because that was a natural one. That's better. 22. Okay. 19. Okay. Nice. 20. Nice. I had rolled, but then D&D Beyond backed up on me, so I don't know if the roll went through. Okay. Uh, looks like it did not. Give me a second. Okay. 11. 11. That's fine. Um, so 10 is what you're looking for. As you guys are squeezing squeezing through here, um, the snow on the other side, the ice and the frost, and, the, and just the, the distance that um, Fable's magic couldn't quite cover um, is sort of piling back in. And um, and you guys are getting some snow like in your cold weather clothes. It, it's also like tearing at it and, and tugging at it and, and threatening to, to rip the things that are protecting you guys, but you make it through, um, mostly unscathed. You, none of your gear is damaged to, to the point that it needs to be noted. Um, right. It's a little scratched up and it's a little unfortunate, but you make it through mostly, mostly unharmed. Um, on the other side, 
of this. There is a... Uh, you're still slightly indoors. It is an antechamber, but you can see that the roof of which has been has caved in. Um, some of the stone and wood work. The rafters are, are lighted and, and broken, and, and some of the wall has has kind of collapsed. And you can see that this place is um, is definitely one that has suffered battle damage. Right. Uh, there is beyond here, as far as you can see, because it, it is, as you look out, it is dark. Um, I would like one of you to roll me. What time do you guys think you left? Morning, nine-ish, ten-ish. Okay. So, at nine... You're still in the pre-dawn hours of of this place. Um, it is just it's it's not even dawn enough for for you guys to have any bit of light. So it it is that that deepest of night here. Yay! <laughs> We've come into them while they're sleeping. Um. As you look around, As there are... Frostmines don't sleep. They wait. There are some pillars. There are some uh, broken columns and, and things like that. But there are also some doors that have definitely been battered and bashed in. Um, which is leaving this, this chamber very much open to the elements. Uh, so... This is where... Yes, I just walked in. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, this, this <gasps> is where you guys are... Beginning. Can't see terribly far, just your 60 to 120, right? But you can't see out into the, the central yard or, or anything else beyond on that. Um, up. She's thinking. We're rolling stealth checks, by the way. Can we? If you'd like to try to be stealthy, yes. I think yes. I think yes. I, We've already I, heard that people just don't come back when they go places. I, I can could, I could get behind being stealthy on this one. Yeah, well, we could at least try. You know, you know what else I can get behind? Hmm. Pass without a trace. Hell yeah. Okay. So everyone, I'm casting Pass Without a Trace. Everyone within 30 feet of me adds a 10 to their stealth check. And because of a beautiful tattoo, I get advantage on stealth checks now. Yeah, we do. All right. Even with my advantage and the plus 10, that is only going to be a 21. Okay. 21 is what I got it up to on my roll. Like, that's not great. <laughs> Sorry, what was... 29. This might be the only time I beat Talroth, because I rolled a natural 20. So natural 20, plus 7 for a 27, plus 10 for 37. This might be the only time I beat Talroth. Where the fuck did Sir Ock go? <laughs> 35. Yeah! <laughs> hey. Mark the day, ladies and ladies. <laughs> uh, it's time... Drinks. Yes. 
Here's a poof of feathers, and he's gone. Fable, I think they left us. Why the fuck does it... It's because we're women, isn't it? <sighs> no, it's because you don't like me very much. But that's all right. I have snow cones. I like you very much. I like you too. That's why I haven't left you. Thought they were doing the leaving, not you. And now I'm confused. Well, they left because they don't like me. It's all right. But you're not leaving because you... <laughs> don't, think about, don't think about Springside's ramblings too much. Link arms with Fable and start easing on down the road. Okay. Stealthily. Stealthily. As you guys <laughs> begin to make your way out into the open air, uh, are either of you terribly stealthy folks uh, scouting ahead or moving, moving first, or are the ladies leading the charge here? Um, yeah, no, definitely going on ahead to be able to see what's going on. Okay. Sounds good. As you are making your way, Talrotha, are you behind in front or amidst the ladies? Uh, uh, I will stick behind this time. Behind. Okay. Sounds good. Um, as... Sirak, your passive is 21? Yes. Okay. As you make your way out into the central chamber, what you into the central part of this, uh, what you're seeing is essentially a frost giant town. Uh, there are some smaller uh, holds and homes and, and sort of apartment kind of places for, for dwarven kin to, to live in. Um, it's a mix of rambling, twisting streets and roads, uh, and on the edges, uh, sort of out around the sides, there are towers that have been enlarged, um, sort of destroyed. And, and imagine if you, if you can, the top of a very large mountain that has kind of been strip-mined off, but the natural rocks and things on the outside form what are the walls of this frozen city right um and so it if you were to look at it from the sides or from the front it would very much look like a with the towers some form of of crown um and and so thus its name is is earned well it is very dark there's not much movement but the wind is almost ever present. Uh, another thing that you do note is that the cold here is as a Floridian it's difficult for me to comprehend this but it is, I will say prodigious in, in the very least. Uh, it is without the wind whipping. Negative 50 degrees. Ah, good. We're all dead. Um, when the wind kicks up, almost it's almost probably negative 100. Um, so we are burning. Yeah, I mean... But, that's, but, some, that's some... That's as cold as dry ice gets. That is burning off your skin cold. It, it can be, absolutely. So... Uh, and if anybody is wondering, uh, 
The chat is losing their minds. As someone who moved to the north, negative 10 is hellish. Like, so uh, I am pulling this specifically from um, the far north, from uh, Frost of the Rhyme, Rhyme Maiden, which is... Well, fuck you, Rhyme Maiden. Yeah, which is clearly very cold. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so they do talk about the... Uh, Even Fable is wrapped up now, and she's like, well, I hate this. So yeah, Fable, you feel cold. Your resistance does do a good job of insulating you, um, insulating you from what is here. And that is that is noted there. I had this open earlier, and were killing me. Uh, Sadly, I only give off bright light and not warmth. I can't be a I can't be a heat lamp for you guys. I was like I was willing to just be a glowing heat lamp and keep everybody alive, but uh, it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. So Bart is, is muttering to herself, and if you want, I'll I'll tell you what she's what she's saying. Obviously, yes. Okay, I'll message you. Yeah. So um, temperatures, dear. Uh, so. Average temperature is negative 49 degrees Fahrenheit, negative 45 degrees Celsius. Wind chill can lower these temperatures by as much as 8. Um, so, yeah, because you guys are very far north. You are very high up. And it is the dead of winter. So, yeah. Emphasis on dead. Exactly. Uh, Do I see... Any movement that I can discern in the town? No. No movement um, in this in this hour. Uh, in the pre-dawn hours, there it is too cold for even the winter uh, bodies, for even the fauna of this terribly cold world to to be out and about. Um, that is, yeah. It, I think the only the only thing that would be out in a winter this cold is a ring of emperor penguins uh, carrying eggs on their feet. But you're that's in the south. This is the north. So. Penguins. Oh, but it's magical here. We can have penguins wherever we want. Yes, but you don't want um, them here. Trust me. Let me ask well, this: How strong is the wind? The wind is the wind is. Um, pretty strong it is chicago like wind as you're very high up the wind catches through the tall buildings of the um of the frost giants and sort of creates these wind tunnels these pockets of um wind what are the chances i could um extend my wings out and sort of like Disney's gargoyles around without actually flapping in order to very silently try to lift up, get a better view, and see if I see a ridiculously large bone pile anywhere. Sure. Um, yeah, make a... First, make me an acrobatics check. Ooh, hate that. Um, that is... Five plus seven for an eleven. For an eleven, five. Five plus seven is a thirteen. Oh, seven, twelve. Twelve. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. By our powers combined, we do basic. <laughs> <arithmetic>. <laughs> uh, 
Mm. And I'll for the head. Sorry. So, um, you do end up having to flap your wings more than you would care to, right? Uh, just just to catch the loft, it, it you do get some air underneath you. Uh, so I rolled for a DC. I rolled a thirteen, uh, just for clarity. So so you barely fail. It doesn't mean you're going to fall or anything like that. But it means you you're not going to be able to do it in the way that you had wanted to, right? Um, for you, the beating of your wings seems terribly loud. For everybody else, combined with the pass without a trace and your natural twenty, uh, it it just sounds like wind. Right. Um, But what I will tell you is this. Opening your wings leaves them exposed to the elements. You can't fly with your wings bound in cold weather gear. It's just not something that is that is doable. And so while you can do this, I'm going to need you to roll a D4. Or excuse me. What is your constitution modifier? Let's do it that way. Okay, my uh, con modifier is plus two. Plus two. Okay. You start to fly. Um, and make me a medicine check. Do not break your wings for this! Seven. Seven? Huh, you're lucky I rolled low. Um... <laughs> You're very lucky. You so uh so Rock probably gets the idea that if I leave my wings out too long, um, this is gonna be very bad. But I will go ahead and tell Eric in terms of, of what is happening, right? For every two minutes that your wings are exposed to the elements, especially flying, right? Walking around with them tucked in around you, that that's something different. Um for every two minutes that you fly, you have to make a constitution uh, saving throw against exhaustion. Um, yes. Okay. So I will be flying for one and a half minutes. <laughs> okay. We will set a timer. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're you're gonna you're gonna have to make a check. Anyway, but it yeah. but basically a check gets you two minutes of flight time. Cool, right? So um, go ahead and we'll do your check at the end. You 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 have your twenty one passive flying around, right? Um, what is your flight speed? Uh, my flight speed is fifty. Is fifty? So you're going to cover a fair amount of ground. Unfortunately, you are hindered in that it is still very very dark. Right. Yeah. So you're having to kind of scout some streets, just just purely based on on like proximity. Right. Um, go ahead and roll me a percentile as you do, and we'll tell you what you find. Let's find some fun percentiles. Ooh, you guys are okay. Sixty-five. Okay. Sounds good. Zorak, taking the lead, gets into the air. The frost hits his wings, and they begin to chill. And there is, to his ears, this, what is normally a very soft and, and, um, I would say muffled sort of flapping of flight. Still dense and heavy, 
uh, now the frozen tips of each of his wings carries with it sort of the crack of uh, a much denser, more brittle leather. Uh, it is immediately uncomfortable, even though he cannot feel its feathers, right? Um, it does burn coldness. He whips around some of the corners and looks down them, stopping ever so slightly on different buildings. It's clear to see that much of the damage of this place rests on the top. Um, they were attacked from the sky, for sure. But as you look around, you can see remains of some bodies, some bones. None of it seems to be a large pile. But there is a larger opening towards the center of the town. And as you get up high, and just make out the shadows of what appears to be some taller buildings and some taller, uh, perhaps, weapon or defensive structures um, that are being a ranger. I will go ahead and tell you they are just to the um, southern side. It's not dead center of the town, but it's about so it's going to take you guys probably 20 minutes walking um carefully and quietly make it over can i tell if um they look manned no no you don't think well one you can't tell it's it's too far away but from the okay. evidence that you have seen here nothing looks manned understood all right, I will start uh, whipping back to um, to everybody, and uh, I will I will land there, and I will quickly just like get my wings immediately folded back in and under the cloak and everything. And there's just a. Can I just um gently, um, uh, I would like to. Mm. Nope, I don't want to do fire damage to him. Never mind. I was going to see if there was a way I could just warm. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, so Red's just going to hug him. Sure. Um, make medicine checks. Okay. Can I do it with Arcana? Mm, no, this is, this is very specifically treating like hypothermia. Um, Nine. 21. Uh, you, and you're trained in medicine, aren't you? I am. Nicely done. So, yes. Um, but why? Well, we're trying for this, for this exact moment. Um, so, yes, you, between, uh, through Sarai's guidance and the heat-based powers of the Phoenix soul uh, that is Fable, you guys are able to, to help... Um, help Ciroc warm up. So with those efforts, Ciroc, I'm going to have you make your constitution saving throw uh, with advantage. Thank you. Hey! Uh, 17 plus 2 for 19. Easy. DC of 10. So, yeah! Um, Thank you. 
Of course. We want you, okay? Fable was so stressed the whole time you were up there. She's like going through and she knows. See, it's because she knows cold. So she was just like, he's up there too long. It's not okay. Nothing's okay. Like, I'm going to have to do this with the pilot when he gets back down. At this point, uh, Serac begins to regale with the, um, with what he's seen, um, most specifically to the, um, armaments and opening in the middle of the town. Oh, uh, I didn't, I didn't find any, uh, specific bone piles. I, I found a lot of, like, tiny bone piles, but if we want to, we want to find a big bone pile, I think that's going to be the way to go. Probably make it like twenty minutes walking. I I don't recommend flying right now. No, no, I wouldn't. God, has anyone seen Tauroth? He was square here. Oh no! I keep losing people. <laughs> so what happens? Just like D and D, like mechanically. If two people are stealthing together, but then they both roll obnoxiously high stealth checks uh -huh. that are higher than the other's passive perception checks, do they then stealth from the people they're with? Um, would you like me to be technical and tell you the truth? Yes, I, 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 that's what I'm asking. It's just a... So technically, you can only hide if you break vision, line of sight, from another character. Blinking doesn't count. You can't just blink and they're gone. So... <laughs> Uh, that's why a lot of abilities allow people to hide in be while being lightly obscured, such as by foliage or fog or things like that. Because yeah. normally you have to have you have complete cover. You have to have something that complete. You have to be, have complete concealment. Um, so the other character has to be effectively blind to you for you to be able to hide from them. Um, which is why if you guys are standing next to each other, unless one of you is invisible, you really shouldn't, can't hide from each other unless I'm missing something. Elroth. Which does bring up a question. Is it snowing? So it is, uh, oh, that's a good question. Let's find out. So there is snow out here, and some of it does get kicked up by the wind, but it is not actively snowing at this time. So would it be more like a mist? Um, I am, I'm thinking more like a winter movie uh, holiday where, like, it's, it's, it's fine. It's on the ground, like, piled up, and then the wind comes through, and the snow spirals up into the air and then settles back down. This is a, again, a Floridian's understanding of, of, uh, of winter and snow. You think we're in a snow globe? No, I mean, not really. No, but... we're in downtown, we're in Disney when they do the, the soap bubble snow. So it's not snow. even, it's not even a like that. I, <laughs> so I literally, I'm just thinking of the end of any Christmas movie, but, uh, <laughs> it is, it, it is not snowing. Um, there is perhaps a, some flurries that get kicked up by the wind coming through. I wouldn't say it's enough to be called like a mist or a fog. I don't think it's quite enough to be like an, a lightly obscured, if if that's what you're going for. The reason I ask is because of the Wood Elf racial Mask of the Wild. Which I can attempt to hide even when lightly obscured by foliage, heavy rain, etc. So I'll say yeah, um, when the wind is at its strongest... You could probably attempt to hide from somebody. 
that that I'm fine um, with. Because also, from my experience in the cold, when the wind is really kicking, um, your your kind of eyes are watering and stinging and blinking and and all of those sorts of things. Anyway. I also figured just because his stealth rolls are always so ridiculously high, the minute we go somewhere that isn't home base, Sarai just sort of forgets Talroth exists. He's going to be going and doing whatever the fuck it is he's going to do. He always comes back. Like, yeah, he always yeah. makes it home again. He's like an, out, an outside cat. I was cat. about to say, Ta- Talroth is the real cat of the party, not Clever Stitch. Yes, yes. yes. So... Where'd he go? Uh, he'll be back. Uh, he's not dead. I, I, I try. I can't keep up with him. Someone, someone, leave out a bowl of whiskey. I was gonna say that's it. You, do we, we, do we need to find find Tyroth? She pulls a, a bottle of wine out of her bag and uncorks it and just holds it up. <laughs> Shakes it a little bit so you can hear it. Yes, we did just call him an outdoor cat, Kez. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you guys are making your way towards towards the center of of the town. Yes, and if I can do perception checks as best as possible. Yeah, I'm I'm going to stick with the perception checks that you guys had previously and your your passives. Um you guys are I'm you are being very cautious. And you guys had all rolled stealth very well. We're sticking with those. I I don't feel a a need to re-roll them at the moment. I appreciate. Thank you for asking. Thank you for saying it. Because the you know the time you don't say it is the time I'll be like you didn't say it. So, um, as you guys are making your way down the streets, let me ask you this question: Are you stopping in any of these other abodes? None of them. Um, as you're moving, most of them seem empty, broken. You can see the barricades that have been sort of smashed in at different places and points. There's a fair amount of, of just debris and detritus. Some of the walls have been shattered down. What is um, roughly hewn stone and and ice used as mortar uh, in just the most haphazard of, of igloo wood and stone uh, pieced together. Uh, a lot of it broken shattered some of the places you can kind of uh easily you have to look in because there's just literally no walls to obstruct your um but of the places that you are traveling to traveling by there doesn't seem to be a lot of value that is here as far as metals as far as sellables as far as even basic supplies or things like that a lot of this has either been picked over by what you assume to be the draconic assailants of of this initial fight or any sort of foodstuffs um have been foraged by you're hoping is would have been the wildlife of of this place I'm good to keep going to the bones. Okay. Yeah, unless we think there's a possibility of some kind of, for lack of a better term, survivor we could befriend. Like, I don't think... I I feel like the chances of us getting into anything that would be helpful 
and not just slow us down are probably fairly slim. Okay. Those who are heading there, Sirak. I'm headed. I'm headed with yeah. Great, Tauroth. Anything different? I'll stick a little bit to the outside just to kind of keep more like a perimeter. Sure. Because something, it's like at least for Mars, something about this isn't feeling right. So it's more the paranoia. So he's just kind of sticking like away, probably about forty feet or so. Okay. Uh, on the main street, though, on this, the, there is a, a pretty straight thoroughfare um, between what you're discovering is the lifeblood of the town, pretty much from the gate uh, to through the town square down. This is essentially Main Street down to the Jarl's, um, I don't know, place, hut, whatever. Right. Um, the rest of it is not laid out nearly so neatly. It seems to be mostly have done from uh, the density of the stone and the granite and and uh, all of those things. Um, but on the main street is is what I'm gathering. The street is very big, so it's a giant street. So as you guys are yes. making, go ahead. Just yes. Okay. Cool. Just yeah. I I wanted to. Give the opportunity for for things to be contradicted. Um, as you're just, let's say, a minute away from the town, dawn does begin to break across the frozen caps of this terribly tall mountain. Um, a bit of morning mist begins to sort of lift up off of the ground as the stone that had been frozen deeper than solid um, under the weak rays of 10 a.m. sun into evaporate just a little bit. It's, it's a fine mist. doesn't raise higher than your needs. Um, it's sort of like when you put uh, water in a, in a cup of ice. There's always that, there's just that little bit of uh, fine cloud, kind of, that can pop up sometimes. The wind continues to howl, but it does die down as the sun begins to mount and start to warm things. You can see the there is very little hanging in the way of um, frostsicles and things like that. That it's all sort of gathered, and if it's ever big enough, it fallen by now. Um, but there is frost on each of the buildings and the things, the giant doors. Most of these places are covered others that have been uh, worn furs and hides, dragon scales even. Um, much of it broken. These central towers are what appear to be large ballista atop 
different um, bone work ramparts. They there are four of them that are set to guard central portion of this this town. This central field is very low. It is more than just a town center. It would be the giant equivalent of a um, fairground, say. Much of the battle here has been organized, taken place. You can see that there are weapons, weapon racks that have been shattered. There have been carts, supplies that have been broken, scattered. Spears jutting out of the snow. As you look around, it's the debris. You don't see much in the way of bone. I mean, there's there's bone, but the towers are bone. But those are dragon bone. Those are very old dragon bones, as it turns out. Sort of worked together and strapped and. Uh, you know, used as an effigy of, of giant might. Zoom. And atop them, the structures are wooden and metal and, and well worked. But among the dead, a lot of. There are a few other bones that you, that you do see. They are goats. Rams. They are like totems upon pikes stacked high and tall. They create this odd perimeter around the center. Can I do an arcana check um, to see what this is? Yeah. Especially terrifying. After the answer is it's terrifying. Thank you. Time with Raven. Would I? Like recognize this as necromancy or anything? Sure. Yeah. Make a make make the Arcana check. Fucking yes. Smart. Natural one for a six. <laughs> Can I, if I'm assisting, come with her, give her advantage on that? Sure. Arcana. Yeah. Absolutely. Please roll again. Yeah. Ten. This. So. Before we move on. You immediately do do feel that this is some form of ritual. There is a magic component to it, absolutely. The nature of which you are unsure of. Necromancy seems likely. Um, but the specifics of which you don't know. However, the reason it's difficult for you to devise is it's not a purely it's not doesn't seem to be a purely arcane magical study. Um, there seems to be a, a um, almost clerical or religious uh, bent to it. And so like something shamanistic? Yeah, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, the, and, and divine magic doesn't always follow the arcane rules of, of study, right? So if you'd like to add a religion check, that may provide you with, with some additional insight. Tauroth, you had something you wanted while she preps that role. Oh no! I was just scratching my beard. Sorry. Oh, I, I, I thought I, I thought I saw a hand lift. Nope. Okay. My bad. My bad. All good. No worries. Six. Six. 
Alright. Anybody trained in religion that would like to assist her? I, I do not have proficiency in that. Okay. Now, now tell Rolf. That was a hand. Ronos, do you want to help me? Uh, given that we are in some kind of archaeological ruins, would I maybe be able to try a history check, see if maybe there's some kind of significance that way? Okay, yeah. Um, be, specifically because of your background, I will allow it. Um, you would probably not be familiar with the history of, of these frost giants in this society, but because you, you are, what is your, your background is, archaeologist? Yeah, you yep. would ha- you would know modus operandi to uh, like where to look and discover and and what things to chronicle essentially as being important artifacts. So yes, I will I will allow a history check for that. Is any would anybody like to assist Tauroth in in that history check? Again, not proficient. So never mind. I will. Great. Roll better. <laughs> so a 23 total. A 23. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly this was a... some form of, of religious rite. And as you are... as you're making your way around it, a few things strike you as being... different and interesting. One of the important things to note about this is that the... It was done in the open air, right? This wasn't put in any sort of church or religious building. This wasn't put in a place where it would have been sacred or protected. You think that that definitely adds itself to the magical nature of this event. The arrangement of the of the rams and goat heads, and, and honestly, you think there might be some like Orok version of minotaurs up there too, which are, are kind of just like cold weather cows, big furry things, right? Um, sure. And there, there's a odd bit on the ground where the frost never collects, um, and it is over the entirety of the area. It doesn't. It doesn't seem to be. Um, etched or burned or or charred or or it's not like the um there's no stone grooves like what you had run into previously well they're clearly amateurs then everybody grooves their sigils before they summon weird shit fucking novices fortunately not this time damn it um however looking about you can see that there's definitely a point um, a, a focal point where whoever was leading this act would have been standing. And so you make your way over that side. It is on the north side of, of the circle. Um, have been traveling east to west. Or no, um, east to sort of center. matter. Where you've been, you go to the north side. Let's just simplify my directions there. You make your way over to the north side near where the buildings are, and, and this hut, this area, does hut, hut, does seem to be um, the religious church, for lack of a better of a better term. Uh, it is 
it does seem like it had been damaged previously, but wherever the damage was, it's been frozen over ice and repaired. Frost. The doors sit open, and as you make your way closer, you'll somehow all the colder. The moment I feel it gets colder, I'm just going to stop and back up a step. Okay. The chill under, your, chill under, chill under your skin does linger just a second and passes. Can I see into it? Yeah, so, so you look into it. There are... There are some, uh, like, pews lined up. There does seem to be an altar on the far side. Um, can't make out the girl or the uh, effigies that are that are within there. Uh, but you don't see anything, as it were. Can I try going in? Uh, before, before, before you do, Fable would like to just gently... Especially if he said it was a little colder when, um, if there's something magical happening, she would like to just press to digitate some a sparkle or something and see if it dissipates or so any happens to it when it crosses that threshold. Like if anything weird happens to the magic, to try to trigger a trap or to try to whatever. Like, okay. I don't know, just in case. Sure. Um. Yeah, what what sort of cantrip or spell or, or ability do you... Honestly, yeah, Firebolt. I just will... Firebolt? <laughs> yep, Firebolt goes pew, in. Pew. It pews in. It, it lights up the area. Um, and sort and of... nothing immediately jumps and attacks? Nope. Great, let's go. Okay. Before we go inside, though, for the circle, you said that the northern point was where the the leader of the ritual would be. The main, the skulls that you were talking about, are they each at the four points, like north, south, east, west? Uh, so we've talked about a lot of skulls. Are you, the um, the like skull totems of the rituals? Those yes. are there, there are more than just uh, there are more than just cardinal directions on these. Um, they it it forms sort of a ring, and it it, it they do not seem to. One of them maybe sits perfectly on a cardinal direction. But you think that's more happenstance than um, than purposeful planning, right? And these are I call them totems, um, just for descriptive nature. But they're not uh, they're shorter than a than a frost giant would be. Frost giant's about twenty one feet tall. They're more like frost giant spears, which for medium creatures sort of a tall pillar, right? Um, 10, 12, 14, 15 foot pillar. The variety of skulls sort of jammed down onto it, sort of piped into the ground. Okay, so this isn't so... So looking at it, this is more like a tribal ritual kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And all the skulls would be more trophies that were planted on top of the spikes or uh, the yes. spears rather. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is a that is a better visualization of, of what it looks like. Absolutely. 
as usual, just going to quickly just jot that down. Just not detailed, just, okay, I'll fill in gaps later, just circle that, and just mark where, how many of those spears I see. Okay, absolutely. And it it should be noted that the nature of this ritual seems out of place with the rest of the architecture and um, culture that is that is to be witnessed here. Right? Um, nothing. Else, it's not like every place is adorned with skulls. It's not like you know every place has its its. There, there. That is a very. It's unique specifically to here. Even the church doesn't. Ha- it's not like hanging. Uh, you know, brutal savage effigies or, or things like that. It is. This is different. This is. Stay. Um, Sarita is making her way into the church. Fable nearby. Um, everybody else following. Como no. All right. So right as you make your way in to the area. So this this church does seem to be relatively well intact. Other than some damage in the in the front of it, uh, where this long house has sort of been the wall and corner have been ashed and broken. Um, it has been refrosted over and shaped into an ice uh, bit of wall and the morning light does pierce through it and give it a, just a hint of um, hint of light. Hint of light. It's like stained glass. A little bit. Yeah, like frosted glass. A little bit. Um, you're still relying a, a fair chunk on your dark vision just because there's not enough light for it to, to really um separate itself out they this is a place for giants uh there are chairs for dwarves and things like that but a much of it much of the architecture and much of the seating and things is giant sized giant um proportioned right so you're making your way in the area ever so slowly look along the walls or their dense iron see a number of depictions right there are sort of murals or or religious um i'm gonna say i'm gonna just go with mural um they're they're basically pictures etched into their right that depict um what clearly are sort of frost giant uh moments um them battling some of them are of them battling what are clearly white dragons white frozen dragons um there does seem to be a depiction of a um of a storm giant that that helped them once long ago there's definitely a myth sort of nature to it right um it is all kind of woven into this tree-like tapestry uh, that that stretches along one of the walls, and um, it the roots of the tree sort of twist and and form icing and crags, and out of those uh, other stories, as it stretches ever closer and closer to Deus, where um, 
religious figure they had would dare to speak. Um, the mural behind it, what you can make out was once a fatherly winter figure. His beard is wrapped up in the ice winds and, and um, lower extremities spread down in trees whose hair lifts up in the sky and storm. It's very much a kindly fatherly figure. Stern and strong, but protective. Over that, painted in frozen blood crystal, is this horrid bestial face. It's face of sort of a twisted frozen owl bear. Monstrosity that is obstructing, that is overstepping, that is taken over place of this kindly Father Winter Santa figure. Um, and down around the front of it. Next to large sort of almost laid across it front, holding on to sides. See this very blue sort of impossibly blue figure. Giant. Its head is down. But rather than the helms, the Nordic Vikings, those bridge skull caps that, um, that you've seen other places here, there's this fur. There's this. Thick, white, owl bear like me that obstructs his head, sweeps back. Alroth. Does this mural look similar to some of the ones we saw depicted at the Warden's Towers with the avatars? No. Okay. The thing that's, it's, is it an actual body that's grabbing onto the table? Yes. Yes. Is he alive? Um, does not. Does you know not, what? That's immaterial. Is he moving? That's not, really the not, question. Not moving. Not moving. Two don't, very different questions. <laughs> don't know if it's alive. Does not appear to be alive. Uh, fuck me. Okay, I'm going to, um carefully, quietly make my way up next to him. And, uh, touch his hand 
this big blue hand. Okay. Pretty. My tiny pink body. I'm just doing my lower Olympus cosplay. <laughs> Pretty high up there. But I will I will allow it. As you <laughs> just jumps up. Sure. Yeah. Um you'll it will get you get you drag over a, a dwarven chair, dwarven bench or whatever. You can stand on that. You know. Um as you make your way there. I do want to see one. Uh, I'm very scared. As um, as you sort of touch it, cold, very cold, gloves. The hand snaps. Near the breaking of ice as it cracks and shatters, kind of rains down uh, over you. And as the head begins to break through frozen ice that has come across it, it looks up as these dead white eyes and frozen beard. I would like all of you to initiative. Hi, my name is Fable. Do you want to be my friend? <laughs> I was going to ask if I could have just booked it to under the table right away. Uh, I'm going to say no. Minute I saw Sarai do something stupid, could I have gotten the fuck out of that building? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in case, I do in fact go, Hi, my name is Fable. Do you want to be friends? Okay. Uh, well, it is your turn, Fable. Everybody goes before me. I believe it is Fable first, and then uh, Sarak, then Saride, then Tauroth, and then Ross Giant Zombie. Krampus. His name's Krampus. But you know that, what this is. Yeah, no, I know that this thing is going to kill us, so I am going to jokingly say that, but then panic. And just, before anyone gets in range, fireball. Okay. I didn't ask how big the table was. Um, she can place it behind you. Behind. Thank you. Behind. Yep. Thing. That's what I was, I was I was hoping I could go early so no one else okay. would be in the fucking way. Dexterity <laughs> saving throw from the Frost Giant. Zombie yes. is oh. a 13 minus 2 for 11. Yes! It's going to fail... At my, um, well, this is big and terrifying, and if it's undead, it's going to be a struggle. Uh, for my sixth level fireball. Okay. Sounds good. Go ahead and Bonus roll. Action mantle of flame. Bonus action mantle of flame. Sorry, saying it now. Okay. Action mantle of flame. Good, I get to re-roll these ones. They're twos now. So, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34 points of fire damage. That happened. Because I rolled. Not you. Not that. <laughs> not, not that. Because um, I said I can't fireball. Sorry. I. Uh. Okay. Hold. 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 Holding. 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 Ah. Sorry. I have been digitally tracking hit points and it signed me out of my uh, Google account. Oh, I 
I can't do that. Oh, anymore. no. All right. So what was the damage? 34. 34. Nice. Yep. It is not resistant to fire. Yes. So that does happen. Uh, anything else? Any movement? You're about to, uh, you were right behind Saride, weren't you? Yep. So, this is what I need. I need you, actually... So, at the start of your turn, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. You are within ten feet of the frost giant zombie. Done. Twenty-six. Okay. So, you get all your actions. Congratulations. Thank you. And I will move. In case there's AOE effects happening, I will scatter a little. Where are you scattering to? To the right. To the right. Off to the side, you you go dashing past the table. Sirak, you are up. Uh, Being slightly uh, further back from the creature, I am going to take a hop, skip, and a jump back. um, And I am going to cast Hunter's Mark on the uh, giant. Okay. And I am going to attack. All right. Let's uh, do it. First one is a 16 plus 9 for 25 to Absol- hit. Yeah, absolutely will hit. And the second one is natural 20. Nice. Um, okay, so let's roll the first one first. Uh, the first one is a D8 plus a D6. So that's three and three for six plus four is ten damage. Ten damage. Nice. And then um, so for that and then Vicious Longbow does a thing. When you roll the 20 on your attack roll with his magic weapon, the target seven. takes an extra seven damage. There yep. we go. So it's max damage then, um, right? Yeah. So it is. So you get max damage. Um, and the way I'm going to do this today, because I change it every day, why not? Let's keep it weird. Um, so you get max damage. You did shoot the right arm, upper arm, of the giant. It's the arm that is on the table. I don't think, so just roll your extra damage. Max damage plus the dice, plus a normal roll of the dice, plus your seven. Go with that. Hey, I literally rolled two threes again. So that is eight. Plus six for 14. Okay. Plus four for 18. Okay. Plus six will bring me up to 24. Yep. Plus seven will bring me up to 31. That is correct. Sounds good to me. There we go. All right. After Ciroc. Right. Do I have to make a save? You do. A constitution saving throw. Sirak, where are you moving, or are you staying put? I've got you ten feet behind Saride. Um, I So I was probably initially ten feet behind Saride. Uh-huh. I probably moved my um, full movement back to get a good, uh, to get a good, uh, okay. you know, fantasy. So, so twenty feet, or what's 25. your... Twenty-five. Twenty-five is your, is your hopping speed? Your bird mm-hmm. hop speed? Sounds good. Alright, Saride. Constitution saving throw. Natural one for a three. Okay. So, on a natural one, you can't make more than one. You can take an action or a bonus action 
Uh, but not both. And your speed is halved. Um, she is going to, as an action, in the Saturn, she's going to cast Bark Skin on herself. Okay. Which brings her AC up to 16. Nice. Sounds good. Someone has to be in melee, or else fucking Talroth doesn't get sneak attack. I love you guys. I'm going to die in this fight, but I love you guys. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. So that is your action, and you are staying put, staying within melee. Of Also, I'm pretty sure if I moved out of melee, just one little, like, flick from him would just erase me from existence, so I might as well stay. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, with that, I believe we are up to Talroth. Oh, boy. Uh... Would it be possible to, like, rush in, hit, rush out? Yeah, I mean, technically you can. He would get the attack of opportunity if you move out without disengaging, but your speed would allow it. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting you the same 10 feet behind Saride. She's within 10 feet of it. I mean, she's actually technically in melee with it. So uh, you're about 15 feet from it, from being able to strike it with your melee weapons. Alright, so let's go ahead and do that. Just rush in, just draw the first sword, take a swipe at it, and then just disengage and get out of it. Okay. Sounds good. Go ahead and make your attack roll. That's a 25. 25 does hit. And I'll throw favored foe on this one. Okay. So that's going to be a grand total of 30 damage. 30 damage. Nicely done. Okay. I believe that is everything for Talroth. Awesome. Yep. With that, you can see the zombie, the frost giant zombie whose skin stopped rotting just because the world was too cold deteriorate. It is fro- freezer burned and sort of brown. It snaps and cracks as he moves. Um, lifts up off of the, the table with both of his massive um, fro- frost giant arms is going to reach under the table and then essentially hurl it uh, just down the the row at all of you. Like all of you to make dexterity saving throws. Can it hit all of us? I scattered. It's a big table. Okay. I yeah, I appreciate I'm 30 feet. Like Yeah, it's yeah. he's a twenty one foot tall major. giant. Major. So his, his yeah. Well fuck my AOE choice then, alright. Yeah, I you needed to move fifty feet for it to not. You're good. Catch that you. was not it. You're good. <laughs> I pre- you did right. I'm I'm trying to reassure you that what you did was correct. You you made the six made the choice. Ten. Twenty-four. Twenty. Okay. Um so Sirak, you do not have evasion, correct? 
I do not know. You do not. Sounds good. You are going to take half damage. Um, the rest and uh, Tauroth, you take no damage. The other two of you are going to take full damage of 40, 10 plus 6. Um, that is uh, 29 points of bludgeoning damage as the table goes scattering across the uh, church and bashes into the benches. They begin to crash. The path behind you is now difficult terrain. Um, standing there unobstructed at its full height is this frozen female frost giant. How tall are they? Like, what did you say? 21 feet on average. I can't even comprehend that, quite frankly. Okay. Um, Two-story house. Sarides at half. She's bloodied, by the way. Mav! Oh my god! I'm coming! Okay. Uh, new round. With the ace. Tauroth up first. Then the frost giant lady. Then other people. Tauroth, what would you like to do? <sighs> Rinse and repeat. Okay. Forward, you come running. Sarid still in melee. That's an 18 to hit. 18 does hit, yeah. That is a total of 28 between the sword, the sneak attack, and favored foe. 28. Nicely done. The blade pierces in and cuts across the uh, frozen zombie flesh, which easily severs, snapping and breaking. Sort of buckles almost falling to its knee. It is not doing well as you back away. However, now it's turn. It looks past Saride at the nimble little wood elf that has been uh, cutting it down to size. And it locks its eyes on you. The rest of the group can see them turn from what is zombie-like white, this frozen ethereal blue. I'd like you to make a constitution saving throw off. That's a 13. 13 is not enough. The frost giant's freezing stare pierces into the back of you as you wheel around. You see it, and the ice begins to creep up and over. Take a breath. Lungs begin to freeze. You are paralyzed until the end of your next turn and you are going to take and 20 34 points of cold damage uh, 34 you say yes ow Up next is Sirach.
Okay. I am going to uh, get within 30 feet. Okay. So I'm going to come back up, get closer to Sephiroth. Um, and I am going to uh, draw a bow and wave my hands in front of him and cast uh, Planar Warrior. Okay. Not cast, but uh, invoke my Planar Warrior ability. Yep. And I'm going to shoot him with a bow and arrow. Let's do it. First one's going to miss, I think, uh, uh, 13. Uh, 13 does miss, yes. Okay. Eh, you jumped out. And then the next one is a three. That misses even harder than the previous one. Yes, that does miss as well. Yeah. Um, bells. <laughs> um I am going to bonus action cast um, etherealness on myself. Okay. And uh, as a uh, as an ability for the uh, Horizon Walker, and so for the next. What was the action the for end- your for, to invoke your planar warrior? Was that a bonus action? Oh, shice. Uh, well, no. Planar Warrior is a bonus action, but it is only invoked after a hit because I didn't hit. Okay. All right. It doesn't. It That's doesn't fine. Invoke. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I am on the ethereal plane right now. As you slip into the ethereal plane, you look at the frost giant and you see, hey, and you see the idea of things, but there is definitely frozen spirit puppeting. Okay. Up next. Also, this is what the ethereal plane looks like for anyone who needed to know. Very ethereally. <laughs> uh, um, Saride and Fable, who's got the higher decks? I do. All right. I'm assuming. Fable. Yes. I do actually run, do the wrestler tag. I just get. <laughs> I. I. <laughs> I know, I know you are. I'm just letting you know I'm in I'm in melee so that we've got the sneak attack thing. You need to get the fuck out. Um, and then I am how high up? You said it's 20, however t- feet tall? 21 feet tall. Good, 21 feet tall. With 21 feet tall and the room being giant-sized, I can absolutely cast another fireball that hits her top half and misses us if I aim it above her head. Sure. So, I would like to do so. Okay. I cannot cast it as high as last time because I burned a lot of charges um, with that okay. first one. But let's go. A natural um, 17 minus 2 for 15. That's exactly the dex. Okay. So she'll take half damage. Yep. Because she doesn't have vulnerability to, yeah. Nope. That's fine. It's a fourth level fireball. So. Is that all the charges on your wand? Uh, do you have to roll to see if it blows up? See, good question. Well, first roll your damage, and we'll... It does not say anything about rolling once you're done. It's just going to take longer to charge to reset. Okay, I will double check. Um, but roll your damage, please.
That's 31 points of fire damage. Uh, 31 points of fire damage is way more than what you needed. Doesn't matter. It had five hit points left. Um, (laughs) That is, uh, so yes, that is, that is showtime. Okay. Okay. Um, running and in her tiny, tiny, tiny Genasi body, trying to be a shield for a minute, she just fucking runs. And while trying to push Sarai away, she just wand into the air with all of her might, overkilled, shoots this sun into the sky, essentially. Because she watched how hard everybody got hit. And it's, I can do that. I can do that. Like, this is, this is, I won't get hurt. Like, let's go. And it just blows the, blows her head off. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, head, shit. Head comes completely, it's completely now. off. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, the it sort of rains in ice shards. It doesn't, uh, a little more like hail than it is like rain. Uh, for everyone that has a wand or an item with charges, mm. uh, if you are using an item that has charges, you need to get the full DMG or, or whatever it may be. There, most of these are in the SRD. Okay, um, because if you expend the final charge on that, yeah. most things, you have to roll to see if it still exists. Okay, I got a six. That's fine. Yep. So, um, and sorry, it didn't show up when I clicked on it. In this, it gave all the information. I had to go to the equipment separately. Yes. It didn't yep. give all the information, but I got it. Yep. And if you used it yesterday, you need to keep track of the number of charges that you used. And the number of charges that have recharged on an item. In okay. which case, then I will burn my spell slot instead because I um, That's did not track that properly. So okay. I'm going to adjust to have cast fireball the first time and then right. won the second time. That's fine. Um, but yeah, do do keep track of that. I don't think it happens with the with the guitar. Um, I hate that they're old. It pops a string. Yeah. I hate that they're old school. Uh, uh, like I appreciate their like fantasy or not fantasy. They're they're medieval instruments and things like that. But I don't know what a amount. They're they're all just varieties of guitar to me. So it's a turn. Yeah, like it's a it's a weird looking thing. And honestly, I'm fine with it just being like a a mandolin or something that she can yeah. actually handle. Because I think a saturn is like almost as big as she is. Is it like a cello sized? Uh, because the only thing They're I can... They're very, very long. They're the, very, very long handles. The only thing I can think of is a sitar, which I only recognize as being from the Moulin Rouge movie, in which uh, midget, um, very tiny person, excuse me, played by... John Leguizamo. Thank Tony you. is playing a sitar. Yeah. Or sitar. He is... He is yeah. When they do Hindi Sad Diamonds in France, but half the cast's Australian. What the fuck is that movie? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> confused, but fun. Confused, but fun. The true tagline of... So... It's pretty much the, the Laz Berman brand, though, isn't it? Yeah. Confused, but fun. Laz Berman. As the rain of, of ice and shards begin to fall down around you, you can see the spirit 
of something, this bestial, fro frozen nature in the wind sort of rushes out and across you all, and on that frozen air here. Oh. Life and turtle. The wind blows the door behind you further open. That is where we are going. Sure. Screaming. Um, I will. I will. Sorry. Uh, we can end on just a, a, a hint of um, because of the archaeological things. Remember what led you into into this area. It looks like um, as you review sort of the text and the rituals, um, it looks like whatever religious leader that was here. Um, when the Black King wouldn't hear their calls uh, of the of the Frost Giants, they turned to primal spirits to protect them. And while the dragons did not seem to uh, have successfully conquered this frozen spirit, this frozen north fortress, spirit of Colonel Winter seems done the job for them. Cool! Um, I will also let you guys know and hear more frozen and skeletal zombies popping up outside. Uh, but you do know that the the last Jarl of of this town died defending the gates. So that is where you you mentioned hey, we could hear the zombies. My yeah. brain was so in this that I was like, oh my god, where? Babe, lock the door. <laughs> He's just casually saying on, on Twitch, all right, good night, guys. Um, looks like we got zombies in the front yard. So Kayla and I are going to go deal with that. Good night. on Bean Mood. They have a cave troll. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> How's everybody doing? Did you guys enjoy, uh, enjoy yes, tonight's Yes, yes. No, this is just panic. This is fine. Yeah. You guys are doing good. Um, thank you guys for hanging out. We'll get you. You'll probably have another party member in next week. Um, so uh, one of the thick fighters could be in. That'd be great. Yeah, well, they, one of them can be trailing behind you. That's not a problem. Uh, I'll run those uh, in if I have to. I can play a stat. Please, I don't want to die. Good to know. You guys are good. Um, yeah, thank you guys for hanging out. We're going to say goodnight. Uh, I've been, so thank you guys. We will see you all next time. Uh, but until then, be cool. <laughs>